Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I will be playing Delta Green. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. I almost forgot who I was. Uh, the scenario is uh, Music from a Darkened Room. It was written by Dennis Detweiler, and it's available from Drive Through RPG and Arc Dream Publishing. I'm the Game Master for this scenario, and this is episode five. Our recap will be given by Josh Harwood as his character agent, Fox. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Josh? Thanks, Tom. Uh, private notes. Item five. Uh, people of interest. Peter Diaz found out carpenter, he was a carpenter baker. Moved to the house after leaving his wife and children in 1978. It seemed from what we can gather from the research, he left to do more repairs and he updated the mirrors. And then 1982, hung himself. Hmm. I, I would like to say something strange is happening, but maybe he suffered from separation anxiety disorder. Being away from his wife and kids left suddenly, maybe got attached to the house and yeah, things happen. Lewis, Ty Lewis Tycroft, another person who moved, another person of interest who moved to the house, uh, shot himself twice with a shotgun. That's a magnificent feat. So that makes me wonder if uh, things were really happening. And obviously, as I would find out, things are happening here. Places of interest. We located the green box and nothing of value was really found there, barring a few items. Uh, we found a note from our deceased agent and a casket. Well, coffin labeled Anton Ture and a strange smell was already in the green box and we found out that was it. Uh, man, maybe our agent was going a little bit too crazy. That was my first thoughts. Maybe he had gone so insane, been by himself in a house or whatever, and he did this, but no. So Agent Hermes and Agent Lake, they took care of the coffin and got some supplies. Myself and Agent Jockey, we visited Miss Tycroft, uh, the ex-wife of the deceased Lewis Tycroft. Um, and... She was very useful. She basically told us that um, her husband was obsessed with the house and he basically loved, basically loved the house more than her. Which comes back to that feeling that everyone's seemingly obsessed with this house. So my earlier diagnosis can't be separation anxiety disorder if more than a few people are suffering from the same bout of whatever it is coming from the house. 
we regrouped and we went to the house and as we approached it uh we heard some piano music i cannot remember the the tune it was playing but it stuck with us i decided straight away to go to the bedroom i wanted to investigate those mirrors they really got my attention and so I just stared and stared and stared and stared. And then a coin rolled past me and in to the mirror. At first I thought it could be some kind of trick, but it was no trick. I decided for my own safety not to touch the mirror. Agent Hermes joined me in there. As far as I'm aware, Agent East is outside and Agent Lake and Agent Jockey are somewhere else in the house. Let's just hope everyone is safe and everything goes well. All right. Let's jump right back to Agent Lake. Uh, Agent Lake has stepped into the foyer. He's turned and look, he's looking into the mirror on the closet door and a uh, little boy um, uh, with almost blue skin uh, is looking up at you. He's put his hands onto the mirrors and you can see that he's dripping wet. What do you do, Agent Lake? Um, I'm gonna very calmly uh, get, uh, sort of uh, yell for the nearest person like, hey, can I get some backup over here? <laughs> Right, so you yell out into the den, obviously. Yeah. Um, agent, uh, well, any any of you, except for Agent East, who's outside. Um, you can come running when you hear him. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll respond back. What, what's up? I'm coming. I'm like, I got something in the mirror. I was just about to do something with the mirror in the master bedroom. I told you. It's something about the mirrors in this place. What's happening? Uh, are you yeah, and, are you leaving the, the the bedroom, Agent Hermes? Yeah, I told you. Okay, you so you're running, running out there. Running, 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 running. Um, Agent uh, Lake, do a howl. Okay. Uh, that is an eighty-six. That's a failure. Okay. What happens is, is as Agent Hermes comes running, you glance over at Agent Hermes, and when you look back into the mirror, there's nothing there. But there are wet handprints, little tiny wet handprints on the glass of the mirror. Wow. Which, Hermes, when you come up, you see them. Wait, do you see those wet handprints? Yeah, you're not crazy. Yeah, something was... All right, hold it. Well, this is fine. This is what I want to do in the master bedroom anyways, okay? So I go up to the mirror, okay? And you know, if you breathe on a mirror, like, your condensation will form on it. And then I just want to take a pencil and then just write H-I in it. I. Okay. Anything? Nothing. Do it again instead of do a smiley face. Hermes, what do you think? This is a school bus? It, it's a little kid. Little kids know high and smiley faces. What am I supposed to do? Offer it ice cream? 
the lights in the den, they flickered before. They flicker again now a little bit. Just once, like just yeah, a little bit of flickering and then they stop. Well, that could be anything. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go get my pry. If I can bring them in with me, I'm going to get the uh, pry bar tools from the car. Okay. Um, so you're going outside? Yes, sir. All right. So you're heading out the front door. Uh, Agent Lake, what are you going to do? Stay standing there? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to kind of stand in the doorway from like the bedroom to the den, just sort of looking back and forth kind of suspiciously at all, at all this stuff. Okay. Uh, Agent Fox, uh, you are still in the bedroom with the mirror. Let's do a power roll. Uh, that's a fail. Yeah, that's definitely a fail. All right. As you are standing there, um, you suddenly feel as if something were breathing on the back of your neck, like someone else has come up very close to you. You don't see anybody in the mirror. Okay. I, I'm not gonna turn, but but I'm gonna kind of reach, put my hand. This okay. is a risky, but there's nothing there. Okay. But and I'm, you do I'm start to feel standing. a you do start to feel a chill, as if the temperature in the room dropped. Okay. I don't, all right, something's weird is happening here, uh, but I want to say something even weirder. Sad, so Fox is just watching the mirror constantly, and no matter what's going on behind him, he's still standing. He's determined to see if any, how far this weirdness goes. Okay. After a few moments standing there you suddenly get the impression that there is someone else in the room. And as you are standing there looking into the mirror, you can see standing a little bit behind you, there is a woman. Um, she's in a long dress. Um, she has her hair, her hair is dark, but she has her hair up and she is smiling at you, looking at you in the mirror. What do you do? Again, keeping contact on the mirror because because my assumption is if I look away, it may disappear. So okay. Hel hello. Um, she smiles at you. And her hand goes down to the side like this. And you can see that she's holding a razor. Do a power roll. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. You failed? Yeah, I failed. All right, we'll get back to you in a moment. <laughs> um, uh, Agent Jockey, what are you doing? You're 
in the hallway. You just saw a little paper airplane, I mean, a balsa wood airplane fly past you and a little boy run down the hall. You also heard Agent Light in the hallway. Uh, I take it I heard them calling out for, they were calling out when they saw the reflection. Could I hear that? Yes, you did. Yeah, I'll pick up the balsa wood airplane and I'll walk down to see what's going on. And as okay. I walk into the room, I feel the cold and put my jacket around me a little more. Okay. You, What's going you, on? You walk in and you walk over to where Agent Lake is. Um, so now you're standing where he is and um, he points out the wet handprints on the window. Um, Agent... Uh, Agent Hermes, you are now, you've got your stuff. You're walking back in the front door. You're in the den and you're heading towards the bedroom. You got it. Okay. Um, Agent East, uh, you're peeking in the windows of bedroom four. Um, As you look inside, uh, you're surprised for a moment. It, it, it's almost, you think it might be um, a trick of the light, but for a moment, you think you see an old woman in that room. Um, she looks like she's standing in a corner, maybe holding something in her hand, like a book. Um, she's got her face turned away from you. What would you like to do? I'm trying to get a look at what book she's holding. You can't see the book. It's too far away and it's a smaller book. But she's dressed oddly. She's dressed um, not in an elegant manner, but you almost get a sort of a gypsy vibe from her. Well, that word's not so great to use, but She's got she's got darkish skin, but not not black. Um, she's got black hair that's got a lot of gray in it, and it's all braided behind her back. And her clothes are a little colorful. Um, y- Yamila, I can say out loud. Uh, there's no response. She doesn't look like uh, a modern woman. She looks like she's from a hundred years ago. Like you'd seen an old movie. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre and not quite what I was expecting. I can't think of anybody in the house who lived in the house that would be dressed like this. Do a, do a listen roll. That is a fail on alertness. Okay. Um, you're, you're not sure but you think she might be saying something, but you can't hear anything more than, I mean, you might not even be hearing her talk. Is the window locked? Um, probably, but you could try it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to open it. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. That's good, 37. Okay. The, the window's unlocked, but as soon as you lift the window up, she's gone. There's nothing there. 
All right, well, I'll keep. All right, so you're around to the back door. continuing around to the back door. Yeah. Okay. Um, Agent Fox, you're standing in the room and before you quite realize it, you realize that you are mimicking her movements. Your hand is out like this and it almost feels like you're gripping something. And as you're looking at her, her smile gets bigger and she brings the razor up like this to her throat. And you find that your arm is also moving up towards your throat. And you can see that you have a razor, a, straight, a long straight razor in your hand. And that's about the moment that Agent Hermes, you step into the room and you look up and you see Agent Fox all alone in the room but with a straight razor in his hand up to his throat about to cut. What do you do? What the fuck? I drop the tools, but take care not to drop them on my feet. And I run over and I try and, you know, get around him so I can just grab the arm down and away from his throat. That's a maneuver. So go ahead and see if you can, I don't know what they call it in this, grapple or... Okay. Yeah. You sure we don't have to roll for initiative first? <laughs> okay, that's a 16. All right. So you manage to get it just as he starts to try to rake it across his neck. And at that same moment, Agent Fox, you sort of wake up out of it. And you are holding a, uh, a bone-handled, uh, ivory-handled uh, razor blade in your hands getting ready to cut your own throat, looking into the mirror. And the, the woman is gone. You can do sanity roll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can both do sanity roll. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, do I need to do one? Because this doesn't uh, look like standard. Uh, that was, a, that was a fail. You was probably fun. do a lot of, you probably do a lot of yelling too. So <laughs> oh, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a sec. <laughs> uh, that was a extreme success. I don't know if that counts for sanity. All right. Um, if you failed, do a one d six. If you if you passed, just do a just take two points. Okay, so That's I just lost damage. six points. Oof. Uh oh. You want to project? <laughs> yeah, okay. you are for just a moment there. You were really trying to to kill I, yourself. I I I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think it would because he still can't. I don't think he would project it because he is. He's more concerned about his own mental health right now. You, I think he would keep it, try to keep it bold in. He wouldn't want to. Well, you're sweating and you're shaking all over. What are you doing with the straight razor? What, where did you get this? The smiling woman. Right. Okay. Well, we Agent Chalky, you're just a few feet away. Are you going to? <sighs> I'm in the room and seeing all this. Well, you've been you've been just right down the hall, literally a couple of feet. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just like to imagine he comes in and we're like in an awkward pose, where like I'm. I imagine like I'm you, hugging him. I imagine you <laughs> yelled when you did it. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you guys I, I are all within 15 feet of each other at all times. I literally like just went. <laughs> and Agent East, you probably heard somebody yelling inside the house. Oh, and also me dropping the tools. That would have made them right. That made them clatter too. The smiling, the smiling woman, she had a razor. 
in her hand. She was lifting it, and the next minute, I'm here. You're you're here, and I have a razor in my hand. Okay, so this has gone then beyond just where it's something puppeting you. We now have it where if whatever object that you saw, you now hold this. You saw this object in the mirror. Yeah, that. that well, I saw, I also saw that coin. Oh, I, saw, I saw that coin go into the mirror. Okay, so. Things can project in and project out. I, I know there's been some, uh, you know, negative uh, responses to my, there's something up with the mirrors in this place, but uh, allow me to, uh, you know, come back with a rebuttal. There's something I, with the fucking mirrors in this place. And I, I take don't. a crowbar no, and no. I start not to break the mirror, but to get it into between where the mirror meets the wall. And I am starting to remove walls so I can get the mirror off the wall. The thing is, I, I was testing to see, I was standing still staring to see how far it would go. Now I know how far it would go. But if you hadn't walked in, Hermes, I could be dead right now. Well, that was an interesting way to test. And now we know, don't accept razor blades from apparitions. I didn't have a choice. So I stood there and then after a while I I'm deflecting with humor. I'm freaked out. Okay. So Agent Hermes, what were you going to do at this point? I'm taking a, a pry bar and I'm not trying to break glass or anything. I'm more interested in in removing plaster wall where it's that plaster is what attaches the mirror to the wall. Okay. The mirrors are floor to ceiling and go from wall to wall. There's not really any. There's no gap. It's all there's mirror. No gap. It's all mirror. No seam. Well, there's a seam, but the seam is almost invisible. Then I'll break a mirror if I have to. All right. Well, give me a description of where you're going to break the mirror. Um, I didn't real. I thought that it was there would there was still a, a whether it be exposed wall between you know between wall and mirror cell. Um, I don't think I would have brought like a razor thin pry bar with me, so I'm just gonna try and get I don't know maybe like a flathead screwdriver or something and just try and get it in there and. But where? In the seam. Like middle height of the seam. Okay, against the wall, in the middle of the mirror. Against the wall. Against the wall. Okay. Um, you, you you probably get a, a screwdriver in there without much difficulty. You're going to okay. drive it in, and then what? Try to pry. Try and pry, and so that makes a gap, and then you go up a little bit, rinse and repeat, and okay. keep doing that. Um, do a luck roll. Okay. No. Okay. You uh, you get the, the screwdriver in there, and you you start to try to pry a little bit. And when you do, um, the mirror cracks all the way across the the one piece of mirror, and the top part of it comes crashing down to the ground in front of you. Um, do well, a dodge roll. That was bad luck. Okay. 
Um, oh, hang on. I got to look at my stats. It's probably a no, though. Do, 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 do. That's a no. All right. So you're going to get cut by a piece of falling glass. Um, uh, do a, like a 1d3 of damage. Okay. And I know how to roll that this time. Okay. That's two. All right, so you're gonna take two points of damage. You get your hand gets. Cut. Ow! Damn it! Um, and you guys now all hear crashing glass coming from the master bedroom. I didn't do it. As a uh, three foot wide, uh, but oddly shaped piece of glass comes crashing down and cracked, shatters all over the ground. So now there's broken glass all over. Mirrors. Well, so as a question, because uh, I took six points, should I have had a battle madness? Because I took six points. Oh yeah. Well, yes. did, you, did, did, you, did you did you push it off onto your? No, I didn't. I then yes. Take it. Oh yeah, that's that's right. big time should bad. You, yeah, fight, flight, or freeze. <laughs> yeah, I, I I chose to keep. You might be it, afraid so. of your reflection, and now that there's a bunch of mirrors everywhere, you don't actually know how to handle. Insanity in this. I'm just going to use the, the call of the food stuff. Um, do roll 1d8. Come on, lots of cackling. Let's hear the cackling. Eight. Okay. 1d4. By the way, who has the razor blade? I One. have it, right? What'd you get? One. Okay. Um, Yes, you have the razor blade, Agent Hermes. Um, uh, you got red mist. Only what you're going to attack is the surrounding uh, inanimate objects. So the mirror in front of you is probably what you'll attack. Okay. All right. And we'll, so basically, you probably start punching the mirror. Um, I would like I you, and it's going to crack. Uh, yeah, I'd like I'm you to also do a, a dodge roll to see if you can avoid getting. And I'm sure by now Agent East is hearing crashing Whoa. and everything else. Right, Whether so, he's actually going to go in the so house. <laughs> I rolled a 44. Okay. But I only have base dodge, which is. So it's a crit so fail. So it's a crit fail. Ooh, okay. So you're going to start punching that glass, which, of course, Agent Hermes, you're watching. And, well, um, you're, you're going to take one point of damage is all. But uh, you're probably getting that all over your knuckles mm. where you're hitting the glass. Mm -hmm. um, Agent Jockey and Agent Lake, you are within 10 feet or so. And you hear this crashing and everything going on in the master bedroom. What do you do? Yeah, so as soon as I hear the noise, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jockey would have charged in to see what was going on. And if he can see them both freaking out and oh. punching stuff. Oh, the first thing you think is that they're just freaking out and breaking the glass, but you can see that they're both bleeding. Uh, Agent Hermes is bleeding more than Agent. Uh, yeah. Uh, is, is it blatantly obvious that Fox is having like a... Yes, uh, he's, he's as white okay. as snow and he's sweating and he's looks like he's got that glazed overlook that cats get when they're nice attacking. 
Um, can I roll a strength or unarmed to try and subdue him? Uh, that would be like a fighting brawl. So okay, yeah, be unarmed. I only have I only have base in it, but is we'll, Agent we'll try wearing a jacket? Yeah, base is forty. Yeah, so. probably. You yeah, I passed. Pull down the jacket. Okay, Six, wearing sixteen. A... Like well, you you managed to kind of wrap yourself around him, and he's punching the glass, but you're you're holding him back. Uh, there's probably also some yelling going on. How about you, Agent? <laughs> yeah, Lake? I'm I'm just behind. I'm like, what, what what's going on in here? What, what what is with all the broken stuff? Stop. He uh he he went uh a little uh you know not sane and started punching the glass. Fox, calm down. Do you want to, do you want to just try, help. And, yeah, try and take his legs? I'll, try and I'll take his like legs. Help. Yeah, I'll, I'll help yeah. sort of disable him for now. There, there guys, is a bed in this room. so Just pull down his jacket a little bit. Haven't you ever seen a Kung Fu movie? He'll make his arms stuck. Agent East, what are you doing outside? You can hear a lot of commotion. All of a I open up the back door. Okay. And just yell what the hell is going on in here. Nothing good. You don't That'll see help. anybody because you're looking in from right next to the chimney and into the den, but uh, something's going on from glass crashing and commotion yelling. All right, well, I'll suck them through my teeth and I'm going to go All right. see what they've gotten themselves into. When you step into the den, you can hear where it's coming from. It's coming from where the master bedroom is. Um, it's getting crowded. So all you can basically do is go into the hallway and look into the room and you see them all four sort of rolling around, grappling with each other. There's broken glass all over the floor. I didn't think I was involved in the grapple, but okay. Well, you're, you're standing back holding your hand because you're bleeding. And okay. you're... Probably sprinkling blood. East, well, come and give us a hand trying to calm Fox down. Don't know what the hell's going on. And I'll, I'll explain. I'll give a recap. Listen, I went back to get my prying tools. I came in and he was holding a razor blade to his neck and it was already starting to draw a trickle of blood. I grabbed his arm away and this is the fucked up thing. He didn't pick this up off the ground or something. This is like an old ivory handle razor blade so and he said he saw it in the mirror being held by a lady also slicing her throat and so, so you this just break the mirror all right just get fox nothing get good is coming down. out Let's of these mirrors regroup outside get your hand we need to get your hand bandaged up this is agreed this is a disaster um agent hermes um what did you do with the razor um, when you were trying to pry the mirror open? Or the mirror oh, down? I figured I just folded it and put it in my pocket. Okay. It's not Please. there anymore. Oh, great. So I was like, look, he was holding this razor. Well, all right. Well, well, Jackie and Lake are trying to subdue him. I'm Agent Hermes. We've got to get that bandaged. Uh, Fox, okay. it'll only take a couple of minutes before you sort of okay. come I, out. Of a, it. We should have a first aid kit in the car. Yeah, probably. Let me. Oh, yeah, I have. I have some skill in medicine, so. All right, I'll follow, follow you, Hermes. And I know enough where I elevate my hand above the heart. It will, you know, help bleeding. 
Okay. All right, why don't you do a, a, a first aid on ancient Hermes. Nope, 62 is not enough. It's a pretty deep, deep cut. I don't know if Band-Aids are going to do oh, it. Oh, do you have a first aid kit? Yeah. yeah, that's what he was using. Yeah, if you have a first aid kit, it gives you plus 20 to one roll that uses the kit. Oh, okay. So uh, you, no longer, you no longer have a first aid kit, but it passed. I'm good. Right. I don't know. Okay. Should we save it? Well, but with, the plus, with the plus 20, that's still not enough. I have a first yeah, aid and of 30. Ideally, like unless we don't have our equipment, like like at least like more than like, a couple of us should have first aid kits. It's an it's a expense that we don't even have to take bond points to, to buy. All them. right, then go ahead and use a first aid kit on me. You probably still need stitches. Yeah, we have to take you to the hospital. Oh, is it one of those wimpy first aid kits that doesn't have a suture kit? All right, whatever. Not gonna argue. We're not living in the old west. <laughs> Has a needle and thread and some whiskey. I, yeah. you, out of game, I there was a long time I didn't have health insurance. You learn to do your own stitches. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so you're all together now in the house. What do you guys want to do? Um, I forget. Remind me what time it is. Is this daytime? Morning? No, it's night. It was night. It's night. We went That's at, right. We went at night. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm shouting to the front door like. Everybody out! Like we have to, like we have one. If if people want to stay here, I don't know why they would want to do that. But I didn't have to take Agent Hermes to the hospital. Eh. All or right, something. We have to do some kind of because I have some medicine. But if we go get a suture kit or something and take care of it ourselves, we have to take care of this. He's gonna bleed out. All right. So East and Hermes are walking out the front door to the car. Um, uh, Fox, you've calmed down, but you're still yeah. upset and sweating and angry. Um, uh, and what about the three of you? What are you going to do? Are you going to go uh, with them? I will, but I have a quite like when I thought because I would have got a good, pretty okay glimpse of the woman anyway. What era did she look like she was from? Mm, uh, probably the 20s, maybe. Okay, so it's far as we're aware, not someone off right. the list. And she looked like a lady, you know, not a just some person okay, off so the street. As me, Lake and Jockey, I don't know if they're going to come out with me, but as I, I'll say to them now, but I've regained. Uh, so, um, the woman, I, I don't know if this helps, but she didn't look like anyone on that list per se, she was wearing like twenties attire. I so maybe a previous occupant, maybe from the people who built the original house, maybe something else. But she was smiling when she was gonna when she was cutting her throat. So maybe we know how they're killing, how how the people are dying. It's not actual suicide like obviously we were already jumping that conclusion of one actual suicide but in fact these manifestations that could be others are doing the killing from beyond the glass maybe yeah well there was a 
I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there was the, uh, that was the room where the police reported that it seemed like there was someone else standing in the room when the person slept their jugular. Yeah. So. Okay. So, before we get caught up, are we going to assume you're all in the car? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, okay. I, lock, I, 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 that's I relock what I was up the house. Yeah. <laughs> I go and I have the keys, so I lock the front door again. I lock yeah. the back door again. I shut that window that I opened. Agent East, do a listen roll. And I'll, I'll sort of stand watch to make sure that nobody comes up while he's doing no, so. That's a fail. Okay. So you managed to do that. You close the doors, lock them, and, and close the window. And then you're all you're all piled in the car. Mm-hmm. You guys do know we will have we will have to come back here. Yeah. With gasoline. Of course. The the mission the the yeah, the, we're not done yet. And no one that's if anything, now I feel bad for sending that guy away. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though oh. I'm pretty sure he was still bullshitting. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was bullshitting. I don't know he would have much been help there, but just yell about more malarkey. But malarkey? he might have been of some use. Look, he was but... eccentric, but obviously there's something afoot here. And dare I say it, be a little bit more open minded. Right, listen, it, it, I. Let's, let's get something so, so somebody can sew your arm up. Make it, it sound like it's going to fall off the wrist or something. Yeah, wait, let's just get some supplies. <laughs> it's just and then, a gash. Uh, if, if any of you know, you know, if any of you know how to take care of something like that, we can just, let's just get supplies. Another question I have, if anyone, any of you guys want to have a hypothesis for it, but if you're going to help people go to the next life almost, like kill people. Why would you shoot them twice with a shotgun the first shot would have killed? I, that doesn't I've been thinking all. about that. What Maybe. if he was resisting? It's like, shoot yourself. It's like, no. And then shoot yourself. Oh, I didn't resist again. Right. Possibly. It could well, have just been. For some reason, the presence in this house doesn't seem like it's helping people pass over or whatever the hell you No, just I said. didn't get it's... that idea at all. It's very malevolent, whatever it is. Except for the kid. I think the kid is just a kid. But so here's so here's the thing about your mirror theory. That kid is appearing outside of mirrors. Yeah, but most of his manifestations involve the mirror. The coin rolling into the mirror, wet hands on the mirror. Yeah, I never I never saw the gonna... I saw the coin go into mirror. I never it's saw not the necessarily woman... A mirror. I don't think uh, I'll show the Polaroid snap of him in the okay, just in the middle of the room. Something, something to do with light. So, something to do with light. You think? Perhaps while we're out to get the kids to sew your arm up and bandage Fox's hand. Yeah, they're gonna have to debrid his uh, hand of all the glass he punched into it. I mean, that's like one of us with first aid can do that. Okay. So like pick the glass out. I I had an idea where what if we did, could do both of these, but there's two ideas I had. One, set up surveillance cameras in the place. So that way, if anything's questioned, it's like, are you sure that's what happened? I don't know. It happened so fast. What does the tape show? What's on the video? The other idea is, is that, a lot of this stuff seems to happen when we're alone in a room. 
and there's an old-timey way to take care of a situation where you need to get someone out of a dangerous area very quickly when they're nearby. Put a rope around them. Okay, so first of all, I'm not saying we shouldn't do either of those, but let's remember what we're doing here. So, you know, as, as we're as we're driving, I'm like, look, our we have we had three mission parameters. Remember, okay, one, and I and I kind of make sure that we're you know it's just us in the car and I'm, find out the circumstances of of our of our agent's death of 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 Garrett's death, like the surrounding his death. Find out the circumstances there. Two, the house got to him. Determine if the Spooner House is a threat to the public. Yes. Cross that off the list. Yes, it is. Done. Yes. Three, call it in. So all we need to do is figure out the circumstances beyond Garrett's death. And then our next step is to simply call this in because we already know that it's a threat to the public and a threat to us if we stick our nose too deep in it. I like so, it. Did you I all see Agent, my note? Circumstances around his death, uh, Agent Fox just almost died in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the circumstances surrounding his death have been, are solved. The house because the, the coroner didn't have the razor blade. The police didn't have the razor blade that he used in custody, and the razor blade that Fox tried to kill himself with just barely is gone. Right, but is is that enough to tell a? Why not? I, what else do you want to know? I'm I'm just making sure that we're all ready to. I mean, if if you think that we've already gotten those things done, then we can start calling this in and then see well, what our next course of action is. Hey. I want to return to the house with gasoline. And in my, my previous report, I said uh, that the entire place should be vitrified with thermite. Fuck yeah, that house. Well, you can, is, you can tell that to A. <laughs> tell it to will A. House, oh, I did. Will it, it stop burning it down? Will it stop the house? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think we, as you okay, said, we've got, the, we, we, are we got the two parameters. We, I agree. I like that we, we, I think we've met all the parameters personally, but there is one other thing that we, we still got a timer clicking, uh, ticking away on the journal. It's going to be translated soon. I don't know if it's going to be, oh, I figured out how to, you know, make the house stop screwing with me. It's this. But listen, let's, let's, let's make sure you two are all right. Wait for the journal, read that, and then decide if we want to do anything else or if we want to call it, call in a day. So, how about that? Sounds good. Well, that's the thing. If we call an ASO, he might just ask us to get rid of. Now we've got to get rid of. Okay. Contain the house or something. So maybe we, because we we could just call into ASO now. Because well, it's, it, you're right. Urgency. I I I got all you know. This is this has been a lot, but you're right. We we should wait on the journal. All right, let's wait on the journal. So take me to the minute clinic or whatever. Could be a veterinarian's office for all I care. All right. Well, no, I mean, this is Chicago. There's plenty of places you can go. You can go to the general hospital and uh, you cut your hand. So they'll uh, they'll fix you up. Uh, you do I get probably... that HP back? Or, or what's that? Do I get the HP back or I think it's a D4. I think it's like a D4 for first aid and a D4 for hospitalization, but circumstances may differ. Well, in this case, it's it's just a big cut on his hand. Right. Um, they'll stitch you up and they'll bandage it and tell you to you know not use it for a couple of days. That's up to you though. So if need be, I'll use it. But try we'll not. say you bring your bring your HP. What plus four? 
I mean, I mean it's only down two, but okay. Right, so you're back to normal. It's just well, painful and inconvenient. You mean like life? Got it. All right, and so what are you going to do after? Well, what's the timer on the journal now? Tomorrow. Probably. Tomorrow. Uh, you know, who's feeling pancakes? I'm feeling sweet. <laughs> well, yeah, Fox needs a good cold shower and a good nap. Yeah. All right, fun. I'll get guys, I say, I say we all get in a little nap and then we can uh, wake up and maybe get the um, the professor on lunch. Well, it's nighttime, so. That's what I'm saying. We like, okay. I mean, how, how, well, how late at night is it? I guess we could wake up early and see him. Probably only about eight o'clock at night. Oh, okay, good. Then yeah, well then I guess we can go early then. We'll, we'll get some sleep and we'll go um, we'll go early then. Maybe get him in his office hours. And well, the grad student that has the, the journal, not the first. Right, that's what I mean. Like they should be yeah, done. Okay. So. okay. No one wants pancakes. Yeah, me. I'm not feeling very packish to be fair. Maybe later. <laughs> let's let's finish this first. <laughs> All righty. All right. I will. I will use burner phone to tell a cell will be now okay wait now yeah. or you have, to yeah, do that in a, you have to do that kind of in a coded manner so that if anybody picks up why don't we just do it all at once you're gonna do it twice in a row what do you mean what else we're, are we gonna we're waiting for the journal to get translated like the morning like this morning like once we sleep we're gonna wake up and go get the translation shouldn't we just tell a cell about all of that together well, I'm more I'm more saying that uh, Agent Fox has encountered an entity in the house that tried to get him to slit his own throat in the same manner that Agent Garrett died. That's the first two things. Damn. Yes, it's a threat, and we know how it killed Agent Garrett. How would you like us to proceed? Like I mean, a I guess I, of journal of previous occupant pending. Okay. How would you like us to proceed? <laughs> I agree with Agent East. All right. All right. Are you going to text that? Um, Ever be established? How well, one would. It's tricky because you have to say everything in code so that anybody who happens to pick up the transmission doesn't really understand we, it. We don't have like a common book that we all share and like it's like. Page 72, third paragraph, fifth word. So we're talking about A cell. How are we gonna get this to A cell? That no, what I just mentioned is a common way of the secretly like a code book. Yeah. Like mail them a book? What do you mean? No, no, no. he means that you have a common code that you use. Oh. For you know, one three nine two five means. But if you danger. wrote it down somewhere and then you got shot, then now the enemy has the book. No, it okay. Let's say we both have the exact same edition of we'll whatever just, you're. We'll just yeah. say that you have a, a means to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean there there are Delta Green codes. So. Yeah. If they if they had if they had given us the instructions to con like to tell them, I would hope that we would know how to do that. Otherwise, that's a whole other bag of cats. Yeah. Most it, importantly, you're probably telling them that the priority on this house is higher than what they probably was. Yes. Yeah. It's no longer low level and low key. It's dangerous and it is actively trying to kill us <laughs> repeatedly. Okay. 
Um, after, after you do that, um, 15 minutes or so go by and um, you get a code number back uh, that simply says, keep us informed, but no instructions. Okay. See what the journal says and I'll keep you informed how hot gasoline is as it burns down the house. This house hasn't been burned down in the past. That's because a neighbor put it out. It was a miracle that the house did not burn down, end quote. Fireman said that. Okay, then we go with my thermite idea. Where are you going to get thermite, Hermes? I don't think it's aluminum powder and all right. Wait, look away on the journal. I'm fine with with brains. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) You need to figure out a way to contain the house, not burn it down or anything to safely contain it. I'm fine with brainstorming, but let's just let's let's wait. We got some more more information coming in, you know. All right, we could just seal it in concrete. After an for, hour, yeah, <laughs> of us of us rambling at each other, yeah. After an hour, um, you get on your phone uh, something without a code. It says, "Find out why." Not really sure how you would code that, so it just says, "Find out why," which doesn't mean anything to anybody except. Find out why? What is this, a philosophy class? What do they mean, why? Well, they probably mean like how it came about. Yeah, they like want to know how, more. How it started, like an origin. What, what it is, not just that it's dangerous. Like I was saying, they're going to want more information. Okay. So, I, yeah, let's just let's just sleep on it. Get, yeah, the, we'll get the information tomorrow. See, the thing is, we know there's a threat there. We need to assess how, how great, how, because if it could it get out? Could it get out into the open world and start doing it to other people? We can start. Ca- we can keep. It's contained in the house all day. Well, I, I can tell you this, Fox. Sorry, I can tell you this, Fox. It, it it will not. We have a record of throughout the years, throughout decades, of how it has taken people out in this house. Yeah, from this, it is, but. It has only posed a threat to Garrett because he went in the house. It only posed a threat to us because we've been in the house. But, but we got to keep in mind that it could move. We don't know. We don't know what it is. So. Boo. Oh, we would better figure out what it is then, huh, Fox? Yeah. And now Fox can sleep. <laughs> he probably just falls asleep on the floor. He probably doesn't even go to bed. He go into a bed. He's very tired. Very tired, boy. Well, I've lost blood, and I'm going to replace that with cholesterol in the forms of a Denny's Grand Slam. All right. So we'll say you all have, you all eat. Go. You all end up <laughs> going back to your apartment. Is there anything you want to do this evening before you go to bed? Uh, I want, I'm, I'm thinking of preparation for a future um, question. Did the house have a mail slot? 
Yes, question mark. Okay, so I want to go buy like camcorders, so things that we can actually like film and watch at the same time instead of waiting for Polaroids to develop. Um, I want to get like some little hand like makeup mirrors. Okay. Um, and then a few like tape recorders. And before we go back to sleep, I want to stop by the house and start a tape recorder and chuck it through the uh, mail slot. Okay. Um, how are you going to pay for all that? How am I going to pay for it all? Cash. Yeah. Where are you going to get cash? <laughs> you take well, it out I of your better ATM? have cash in my Dells and Cream bag. Otherwise, well, there's a wonderful thing about spending your own money. <laughs> you can use your own money. Well, as long as you can't, it doesn't get traced back. So you'd have to go to an ATM, get that the money to spend. Right. And then your uh, one of your bonds might be like, hey, why the hell did you pull out $4,000 cash? <laughs> I needed a massage. If, if you're willing to take a bond hit for it, you know. Yeah, well, I'd rather not die. I'm trying to figure this out so I can go right. home. So, Well, we'll assume that you, you cover your, yourself so that you're not going to get traced. Um, uh, so give me a list. You have what? A couple of, well, you make your own list, whatever you want to get. All right. Um, a couple of tape recorders, a camcorder. Yep. So, yep. So two, so two tape recorders, camcorder. You want to set up equipment. Just like in that great movie, Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. That documentary. So two. So two tape recorders with extra tapes. A player, if those are separate devices. Um, they use the camcorders can play back, can't they? Even back then. Yeah, camcorder. <laughs> and some makeup mirrors. I'll just say like... Like compacts? Yeah, a little compact. Yeah, you can find those in the drugstore. Yeah, so five compact mirrors. Little powder inside. Something, yeah, something that's reflective <laughs> that we take in with us, but that's, you know, difficult to shatter and then cut yourself horribly with. Um, and I think that's that's really what I was after. And then I want right. to check. Uh, I want to start a tape recorder going and deposit it. Do you want to go over there tonight and do that? Yes. Um, are you going alone? I'll go with you. You just tap me. I suppose Agent Herbie's is coming with me. Okay. The answer is no, I don't want to approach that place by myself. Okay. As far as All I'm right. concerned, this place has drawn blood. The rest it's of gone. you are probably going to bed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to just keep a watch over Agent Fox. All right. And on the oh, way there, I'm just going on. It's like, you know, thermite, it's actually not that complicated. It's literally rust and aluminum powder. Technically, if you open enough Etch-a-Sketchers, you remember Etch-a-Sketchers, that's aluminum oxide right there. Yeah, but the problem we with, you know, burning this place down or blowing it up or covering it in cement is that's going to draw a hell of a lot of attention, Agent Hermes. And I don't want that. It was asbestos with swamp gas. Yeah, and why are, why are you dealing with it? 
because the government told me to. Yeah, and when you're caught and they're asking these questions, it's going to be like you never existed. No one's going to come save you. Honestly, the house was built at the turn of the century. Probably does have asbestos and uh, lead paint and <laughs> everything else. Oh, and don't forget the Make toxic uh, clouds to go to the neighbors next door. Remember, there are neighbors on either side right next door. I actually imagine house it, it would have the uh, the green wallpaper that was used that was created using arsenic. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So one big toxic cloud to go over and kill the neighbors. Nice. All right. Um, as you guys park your car in front of the house, um, the odd discrepancy between the fact that the house looks so ordinary for a house, and yet you know that there's something malevolently watching you through the black windows uh, along the front, it's, it's very disconcerting. Um, and as you step up onto the porch to a listening hole. Both of us, I guess. Yeah. Look, I still can't pass one of these things. <laughs> I guess we were playing the music in the car too loudly. Sorry. Duran, okay. Duran. All right. So you're going to carefully put it through the... Yep. So start it. And through the it's, mail slot. It's going to go through the mail slot and you'll hear it clank on the floor. Yep. Yeah. You hear it fall on the floor, and uh, and then I suppose you're leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you get back in the car and you head back home. And then anything before you go to sleep? More pancakes. No I'm kidding. <laughs> anything important to the game before you go no. to sleep? <laughs> no. No. All right. Um, I'd like you all to do constitution rolls. Okay. Fail. Us. Oh, that is actually a success. Okay. Agent Lake. Oh, uh, that's a success on the alertness. All right. Yeah. If you succeeded, you you managed to sleep through the night without too much discomfort. If you failed, you toss and turn all night. You have weird you know, visions of being chased down the street by a house. What? Uh, yeah, it, it's like an a dream. It doesn't make any house. sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you just have dread for that house. All right, next morning comes. It's uh, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. All right. Or it's 9 a.m. if you go to breakfast. And then... Can't miss breakfast. Okay, so I want to swing by and pick up that tape recorder and then go to the university about the translation. Hey, okay. As long as we can get coffee on the way there. I'm, I'm um, you, you grab the, uh, the tape. You, you, you're you going to have to open up the door and go in. Yep, I open up the door to retrieve the tape recorder. All right, it's still laying there right on the ground where you, you left it. Uh, tape is completely full. Okay. Well, time to rewind it and start listening on the way over okay. to... Yeah, you can't hear anything inside the car. The car makes itself too much noise. You'll have to sit quietly in a place to hear if there's anything. 
Do you think it's worthwhile to connect it to a signal analyzer? Maybe there's, you know, well, let's give it a brief listen first. Okay. So you realize on your drive over to the university that you'll have to take it back and sit with it quietly. Okay, that's fine. To listen to it. Um, all right, you get to the university and you locate the, uh, uh, the, the student that was doing the translation and she says, well, it's very strange, uh, especially towards the end, but here you go. And, Thank uh, you so much. Appreciate it. You pay or whatever you Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, all right, so um, you're gonna probably sit someplace and read it. Um, she translated the whole thing. It's gonna take about two hours to go through. Okay, well, even if we split it up. To... It, are, are, how do I split it up? It's, it's, it's a thing you're gonna read. Um, all right, all right, come on. So whoever, I will list to the tape during okay. this time. I'll do the journal. Somebody else wants to read the, the thing. I'm, I'm interested, yeah. Blake, you can do it. I can do whatever you guys want. Just here to help. All right. I, I mean, the rest of us are just going to be sitting around anyway, so. So, yeah, you're going to, well, you know, Agent Hermes can read the journal out loud if he wants to. That's going on. All right. Uh, so I'll give you a summary of the journal. It's going to take you a couple hours. So it's going to be, let's say, 10, 11. It'll be about 11 o'clock when you guys are done. And then we'll go over the, the tape. Yamila Irizari's diary. This diary belongs to Yamila Irizari. She moved here from the United Arab Emirates. She was the second oldest daughter of a wealthy family. She saw the house while on break from university, fell in love with it. For, years, for a year, she obsessed with it, even making Andrea Falcone, the former owner, an outrageous offer of cash for it. Okay. Has Falcone come up in our research? Yes, yeah, she was. She died in the house. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think she suffocated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Then in 2002, Andrea Falcone had an accident. Oh, okay, this is it. Okay, okay. And was suffocated in the upstairs bonus, bonus room. Okay, the loft. Uh, Yamila did not know any of the details, but the house soon went on the market and she purchased it. She mentions that she was approached by an FBI agent shortly before she moved in who warned her that something was terribly wrong, the house, and that she should seriously consider not moving in. She thought he was crazy. She moved in immediately after graduation from university. She began decorating, frantically adding her own modern flair, but quickly realized her style wasn't working with the architecture. So she changed everything and started looking for antiques. As a result, she became rather famous among the locals, spending large sums of money on the place. And then, rather suddenly, she became a recluse. After that, she begins writing about strange things happening in the house. At first, small things, but then more interesting and disturbing things. She begins seeing a small, wet, blue boy from time to time. And then she saw an old ethnic woman who spoke in a raspy Italian dialect. She heard whispers everywhere. On two separate occasions, she had a terrible dream of a woman trapped inside the mirrors of the master bedroom. Yamila was becoming unhinged. She began sleeping on the couch and avoiding the master bedroom. She walked through the rooms over and over again. The last entry in her diary reads, now I understand. This is where I'm supposed to stay forever. Now I'm home. Well, 
did the lady in the mirror get released because the mirror was broken? Uh, let's hope not. Well, huh. All right. Um, Agent East, uh, you were quietly listening to the tape. Um, do, um, do a listen roll. Probably doing that thing where you turn it up all the way. Yeah. And now, will I pass this one? No. Actually, that's what. <laughs> Can other people listen with him? Visual <laughs> 100. Really? That's correct. Yeah, you don't hear a damn thing. But uh, yeah, maybe the others are listening along. Uh, maybe let's say Fox is just <laughs> listening. Uh, I'm assuming a listen row. Yeah. Uh, just listening to the crackle. I need to go grab some. Yeah, let's Okay, that's 43 on 60 for a learner. All right. Um, Agent Fox, as you're listening to it, you get to a section where to Agent East, it just sort of sounds like static. But you keep playing it back and forth. And it sounds to you a little more like there is a woman speaking Italian. Um, it sounds almost like she's reciting something. East, can you hear this? Hear what? I mean, it's sort of there, East, but you're not sure no, that it's, it's just. It's mostly know. just static. You're Italian. You mm. might just be here, like having can, a little bit. I don't hear anything. Does anybody can have I... Italian? <laughs> I have, fuck, I have Spanish if only. <laughs> um some words cross in Spanish. Spanish yeah. Something. I mean it's a Latin language. Um, <laughs> roll Spanish. If you crit, roll, you get half roll, of it. <laughs> roll Spanish. Yeah. If you, if I speak you Italian. Crit, do you? Wait, do Italian? you? Yeah. I'm part Italian. All right. Well, um, uh, Agent Chalky, do a uh, listen roll to see if you hear it. Come on. Uh, yeah, I rolled a four. Wow. I'm nice. rolling nice. my Spanish. All right. <laughs> Give me a moment. Um, doesn't matter because John, John Dory here, Agent Chalky heard it, but I did pass my Spanish from. <laughs> by one point. You so. determine that it is not Spanish. It's like, oh, that word is, I think, also, it, that's that's the verb for to go, I think. Uh, well, Spanish mm-hmm. Spanish, and Italian are pretty close. Yeah. yeah they, they, they're, they're, they're very house in both languages? If, you, if you speak one, you can probably understand the other one. A little bit. There are some phrasings different. But some of the words are completely different. Yeah. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I try to find where this is. Didn't expect you guys to get it so easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, thank God I put points in Italian. Uh, I don't even want to know the chances of that. 
I mean, I think that this, yeah, sometimes I think the the way this game wants you is to just like blow, everyone have blow points into one language and then just them never get used until they do and you're happy that you brought it. I I never put language into like, I never put skills into anything to do with language in Call of Cthulhu. This is the first time I've done it. So is your, is your, the thing that you decided to build from your profession, does that give you points in a language of your choice? No, I think it was a personal or a background interest. Yeah. Some of them do, though. Like, it's some yeah, of the no, professions people do not like you because get background they make interest you... points. Have yeah. I just been like rocking with less points than I should have? Yes, you, you got eight. Been... You should have had. You should have taken eight twenty-point packages in, in any skill. By the way, what is this in the chat? Don't forget to roll those one d fours. That was for. for I thought. I thought Fox was lowering the hit. His Sam hit. I thought he was rejecting on a bond, but then. He said that it wasn't. No. no it oh, wasn't. okay. If it was something other than him trying to kill himself, oh. he would have. But... I thought I thought you were referring to like there's some Delta Green. There is. Skill I, I'll put it in chat. I'll put it in okay. chat. No, okay. I, when when you when you fail a skill, at the end of the session, you're a one d four minus one, and you improve. Oh, that's that what much. he's referring to. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to foreign languages, I always try to put. I always try to pick one of the common languages just in case. But recently, because of the Cabreras, I've just been putting Spanish on everything. I speak American. Um, So the gist of what it is, it sounds, it's kind of a sing-songy chant. And uh, you can pick out words like uh, un modo scuro, uh, ho, something or other. Um, a dark way I have traveled, and something about um, uh, taking away the pain, or rather, it's a word that means to move something from one place to another, uh, like uh, trans, not translation. Transfer? Transfer, yeah. Um, and there are references, it sounds sort of like, you, you can barely hear it, um, thousand-faced moon, you think is one of the phrases. What the fuck does that mean? But other than that, can't quite make it out. It definitely sounds like a prayer or a... A song? A spell of some sort uh but it sounds like an italian woman an old italian woman saying hmm. agent east did you tell anybody about what you saw through the window oh i'll, I'll mention it i'm talking about this italian uh, I can mention the, the woman that I saw with the book. Well, that's that's probably from her, and I, I explain I, I explain the translation to them. Wonder what a thousand face moon means. But let's remember this: the Wheelers, right? That's the name, right? The original people. Did I get the names right. Sorry, I've been so yeah, many names. yeah, Wheeler. So Wheeler, she. The wife, she's in a lot of pain for years. Maybe they tried magic 
to heal. I mean, it, it's not it's it's not out of the realm of possibility at the minute. Something just good a reason as any. And for whatever reason, it we don't well we don't know when whatever magic was done exactly, but I think it worked at some point because she came out not only being able to walk again, but she looked at least ten years younger. So. So but East, she also dies. East thought it was uh, Yamela, but it's probably Miss Wheeler. Do we know if Miss Wheeler? Do we know if Wheelers were Italian? No, Wheeler. No, no, no. I don't think the Wheelers were Italian, but maybe they mm. consulted with someone who was. Yeah, maybe to help ease the pain. Yeah, the, the, I mean, if you're rich and your spouse is in a lot of pain, it doesn't take too long where, you know, with all the doctors saying, like, I don't know, you're going to start trying some stuff that ordinarily you wouldn't try. I mean, well, it sounds like something. I mean, at least we're, we've got a, it, it's not, at least we're not sort of clutching at hers anymore. It sounds like we've actually got something a bit more solid. For sure. I wonder who she is. Wonder who she is too. Also, there's this. There, this house has had so many owners. Yeah. And the owners have fixed it up, but any time and fixing it up seems to be tolerated by whatever this presence is. But anytime they try and change it, think about the journal we just had. We just read. She goes in there to change it. She's from someone from a completely different background. Yamila is from from the Mid East. She's not, you know, a, a generational American. She's not Italian. She goes in there trying to do her own cultural background, right. and all of a sudden, it's like, nope, I don't like that. We were just in the house. It's old timey still. So mm. this is old timey presence in there. The, the strange thing, if so, people spending time in this house, I see. In impacting them but these people who are buying this house they don't ever go inside they get obsessed with it long before they buy it like Yamila just drove past and was maybe. hooked whatever it was got her uh, Agent Garrett was maybe some people are I more mean, he was a bit more involved but his his obsession with it started before I think he realized that he had one well, that a lot of such stuff. I understand what you're saying. No, that that is an interesting point about Yamila, where she did just drive by it and became obsessed with it, and tried to buy it from the owner, the previous owner before the owner has even had even died. This, the influence that it exerts, is not confined to the house. If that makes sense, it's not within it, its walls. It extends beyond. I mean, I know you guys said, how would we cover this up? There has to be a point where the need for secrecy has to be met with our ultimate goal of the public good. And if you can just, if some people are susceptible to whatever this is and they get affected by it, then we at least need to put a concrete wall up around the plot. I'm not saying it's a sarcophagus or anything. It could be just walls that you know are with with heavy doors something how are you going to do that discreetly 
and that's just going to also draw more attention to this place. Damn it. When, when Mr. Wheeler died, was there any record of someone taking care of Miss Wheeler? Not that we have. No, no. Because she was, it, her pain was only temporarily alleviated, was it not? And it came back. When was it temporarily alleviated? No, it, it, it was miraculously healed. Yeah, it was miraculously healed. All right, okay. And, well, and they also just... said like, that she looked younger. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, she just got better. Like, people didn't see her for a long time. But Yeah, and I'm thinking, does anybody have the, the page with the... Can someone send me the page with the people and how they died again? Sure. I'll look, I'll look for a minute. Thanks. Because I'm thinking here, this isn't... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be... This in character, he, you know, he says. So I'm, I'm thinking, if we look, if we look at this, this isn't like one of those old ghost house movies, right? It's not like we got people that like, oh, a person died here 20 years ago, and it looks like that ghost. Like, no, this is. There's apparently this old woman who speaks Italian. There's a woman in the master bedroom, and this poor blue wet boy who looks like he was you know he drowned or, or died of, of of or was strangled in the cold or something these we've and we've got incidents where these three have shown for multiple people and we have multiple people who have died in this house and yet they haven't added like it's just that these it's just these known presences the presences haven't really changed but there was that woman who was shot into the like she was shot in in the in um, embedded in the mirror right Thank you. You're welcome. Well, so, but other than this, I mean, the the woman I saw with the book is a hard to place, but the boy, we know the boy died at the house. We know the boy was. The man with the shotgun who Hermes saw the other day also died in the house. Somebody, Yamila killed herself with the razor to the throat in that room, in that same room. Right, so some of them... Yeah, some of them did die in the house. What I'm saying is it doesn't seem that everyone who dies in the house is a presence, or at least we haven't seen them all. I mean, I feel like yeah, we, that's, seen them we, all. Don't, we don't know whether, whether or not they're there. But I mean, it, with, with this be... list, I mean, I feel like we would have seen more than just the, the three or four. Well, we haven't, in I mean, all honesty, we, we have not spent do... a whole lot of time in there. For good reason, but we're, I guess we're going to have to. I mean, I don't understand what we're supposed to do now. What do they want from us? They want to uh, hold a seance? Find out why these people are so it, uh, no, what we what we need to do is if in these obituaries, if they have photographs of these people, if we can get photographs of Yamila, uh, whoever we can get, these people that have died in this house, and we can get their photos, we can track who we've seen and who we haven't seen. Uh, question for the keeper: Tom, did Isabel recover after her husband died or before? Yeah, quite a few years afterwards. Okay, well, quite a few and years. Then that means if it was quite a few years after, she, she couldn't have been. There was no record of her being in like a a, a home or anything. No, no, no. She lived in her home, her house. She lived in her home. Yeah, but bear in mind. as then I meant as in a retirement home. Sorry. Um, so she couldn't have been living by herself. She couldn't have been taking care right, of herself. We have no record of of who that would be. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I know that. I'm just saying she definitely that like, had, that's she definitely just something had the to keep means. in mind. She definitely had the means. So, so you're right. This mystery person that we can't place where they were in the house could have been a caretaker, but we don't know. And it's mm-hmm. the research back that far is we have no way of, of obtaining those records. 
Also, if we go back to the house and we look through Yamila's belongings, I wonder if she has photos in her that she's taken in the house. You know what we should also do? Just catalog what's in the house. Most of it's empty. Just catalog what's in there. There maybe there's an old antique or something. Oh, it's that... full of old antiques. I mean, you know about not full. Full is the wrong word. But if we can start, yeah, if we can start checking off who we've seen and who we haven't. Okay. In the house, so if we can go back if we could find pictures and obituaries and if we can find a photo album that Yavilla has of pictures when she lived in the house. Well it's daytime now, so safer to go there if we just want to catalog stuff as opposed to interacting with whatever's in there. Yeah, let's do that. I think we go there during the day, try and learn more about the objects in the house. And then if we feel we are need to and or are better prepared to, then we go back at night and you know what happens around then. So I'm assuming that the day cell wants us to find out why Arthur Donnelly, you know, is house and why this is going on. So I guess that's that's what we're we gotta figure out is why, like what are the circumstances for 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 uh Poor Agent uh, Donnelly, and uh, why you know for Agent Garrett, that, sorry Arthur Donnelly, and why um, why all these people are dying. So I mean, by why do you mean the motivation of whatever this thing is? I suppose. I mean, I'm just that it seems that that's because that's all we, we have left to do is find out why. Well, or I guess yeah. I guess more of why and how. I think I think how, how much yeah. it got there and the, why uh, it does what it does. Yeah. The the Wheelers, uh, that battle incident, it took place around 1920s, right? Yeah. Oh, well, no, and the lady the you 40s. saw was from the 1920s. 30s. Yeah, well, I know that like, in, in, because my family's part Italian, 1920s, um, Italians weren't treated the best over here. Oh, yeah? So if it is, if it was a spirit talking so about here, easing the pain, it could yeah, be something to do with that. The, the Wheeler woman... Yeah, she lived in the house for decades before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, she was the longest occupant, I believe. Correct. Yes. Yeah, she was the first and longest, the longest occupant. Yeah. So and so, once what that means, I mean, the events that transpired while she lived in the house, we're not going to be able to research our way into that. Right. Mm-hmm. Fox. The the lady you saw, you said it looked like she her attire was from the nineteen twenties. Yeah, nineteen twenties. Wonder if that was her. Now, Donnelly was saying that the house was talking to him. Talking to him. I mean, I wonder you, when if there was start the order talking to us. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm wondering here. So we we have a uh, the the second sorry the uh I'm looking at several things here. So the second people, the second family, were the creases, correct? It was the Wheelers and then the creases, right? Those are our first two. I'm looking. Correct. 
So it mentions that when the creases were there, of course, the one woman was was embedded in the wall length mirror. So when the creases were there, the wall, the whole wall size mirrors were already there. Have they always been a part of the house or is that something that the wheelers added? Do we know that? How would we, we, we have no way of knowing that. Yeah, we don't know if the wheelers added it, but I have an inkling well, right. that the wheelers put that in because well, right. anytime someone tries to go in there and saying, well, you know, this place is so old. I'm going to add, I'm going to decorate it my way. They end up not doing that at all. So if it's such a large change and also one of them, one of, one of the articles also mentioned how someone restored yeah, that's the, what, large, that's, the large mirrors. Hang on, I have it in my notes. Hang that's on. what I'm looking at here is that we have a mention, like we have one mention of a woman being shattered like into her, sh her shards going in the mirror and then we have somebody restoring them. Restoring okay. implying that they here, here were we already here we there. Here we go. So, 1957. Right. Fr Friends of the creases noticed huge behavior changes in them. And Margaret Crease spends huge sums of money to restore, restore. odd, huge wall-length mirrors in master bedroom. They so, are original. Exactly. They, so original. either the wheelers put them in or they have always been there. So our well, first the family, the wheelers, the, house. The, the wheelers right. built the house. That's, right. So that's what I'm saying is in like, they were built with them or they were added by the people who built the house. So our, that's one and the same. Yeah. The wheelers built the house. So right. Mirrors original. Yes. Right. So it, I think it has something to do with these mirrors because everything it has to do with the mirror, obviously. So maybe, you know, I guess we, we'd have to look into, you know, find I was it. just trying to see know. if there's something behind the mirror. Like some weird. Well, maybe it's writing. the glass. Like maybe there was something about the glass or the sand that was used or something. Oh, I don't. Right. I don't know. Well, I also I mean, it wouldn't be the same port. sand that was used because then a restoration wouldn't work. That's a good point. It depends on how much money you're willing to throw at something. As I said, I I'm not entirely sure the the focal point should be on this particular mirror, but do you think? on things like cameras and okay. i guess mirrors things that well i think i think modify uh, light i think we're all in, in, in uh general agreement go there during the day explore it some more look at items in the house yeah, yeah i, I mean, want to see think... if she had a photo album but before we but before we do that i want to collect as many photos of the people who have died there as we can yeah, and I think there's definitely, there's some missing links that we should try to fill in here. I mean, like in these newspaper articles, like we have all this stuff, like what, like what's up with, you know, Isabella and, and you know, being cured and this ailment she had, because like, I think that it, it obviously started with that, with that first, like that first family, those first two families, it like has to start with the wheelers even. Right, but I mean, how, how this, I mean, most of her medical care and things happened in the 20s, 1910, 1920s, and she died in the 40s. No, it's just, to be like, impossible. She died in 56. She died in 56. So we're just saying we, we can all agree that the mirrors are, are tied up to this. They're integral to what's been going on here. However, as we pointed out, they've been replaced several times so it's not i guess it isn't just the, those that one mirror they put in it's yes. the mirrors in general 
Because once again, you saw, you saw in a modern hallway mirror, I saw the, the boy in a snapshot mm-hmm. and a Polaroid jockey just saw it without any reflective surface. I have an I have a, a notion just spitballing here. I wonder if she was buried with something. Wheeler died locally. She should be here somewhere. Her body. There's not going to be much left. I mean, there's going to be less of her than there was of that kid, and there wasn't much left of that kid. Agreed. I'm also just wondering if there's any point to that. I mean, I think Agent Donnelly only dug up the kid partly due to his madness, where he was so certain he was seeing an alive kid, he had to confirm that the kid's body was actually you know, in the ground, which he did. But I'm just thinking maybe there might be something that was buried with Mrs. Wheeler that then why is this happening here and not at where she's buried? Bifurcated enchantment? I don't I don't know what to tell you. The the problem with sitting here and brainstorming is we can come up with an inf- infinite ideas True. that are not productive. Yeah. Um I'm I'm currently sitting here, sort of, you know, occasionally adding to the discussion, and I'm flipping through all of our all of our notes and newspaper articles, looking. So I suppose so. We will find the pictures if we go back through those obituaries. If there were pictures, if we can find pictures of the deceased, as many as we can, and then go back to the house to try to see if Yamila had any photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you don't need obituaries for all of them. Uh, the Wheelers were well known about town because Mr. Wheeler was so successful. There's got to be a picture of him next to one of the many buildings he built in town. And yeah. one of the people who bought the house, and also I think he might have been the shortest lived occupant, was that young, was that doctor who was really popular. There's got to be so a picture of him. Businesses, law firms that these people worked at. We could get yeah. photos of them. Um, yeah, and the, just um, to confirm and, the confirm yeah. the mirror thing, yeah, you can see at least three times right it's been replaced. Because it also mentions that that when so she restored the mirrors and then she, her head was embedded in the mirror and right. it and they they were ruined. It ruined the mirror, so they had to redo the next people had to also redo it. Right. So Donnelly also redid the mirror. Um, not Donnelly. Hold on. So the wheelers put the mirrors in, um, but something must have happened because the creases redid the mirrors, and then they destroyed the mirrors when she got her head blown off. So somebody after that must have redone the mirrors again. So here, but so an interesting thing about that, they had to restore the mirrors after they were the first people to move into the house. No, well, that they were the, the creases were second after the wheelers. Right. So the wheelers were the ones who put the mirror in in the first place, but they what happened to them? Otherwise, and something happened. Right. That's what I'm saying. We have these gaps here in in between, like what we are that we're never going to be able to fill. So fixating. On I that. don't know about that. I, I have I have a feeling that we might be able to look in and fill some of these gaps, but I just don't exactly know where yet. Are you going to find a newspaper article about the wheelers shattering their own mirror? I, I feel <laughs> like some of these things people took with them to the grave, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, more like the, the, we had like there's records of a lot. It's just they're not core. They're I, not I, I, added I, together. 
I are, can't conceive of what records these are that would tell us. Like, I don't even know where, where we would even start looking for these. This, that information. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's. I think we should focus on action items because we all said a lot of good ideas here. We have Agent East's idea. Go through articles, be it an obituary or just a newspaper article about someone's accomplishments, whatever, and get names and faces together. So if we see something in the house, we'd be like, we know who that is. And then there's also the action item of going back during the day, setting up whatever recording equipment we want to, while also go back through things, take a closer look at antiques. Do you see Italian writing? Do you hear Italian anywhere? So I think split into two groups. Oh. Um, Peter Diaz also restored the, the bedroom window. The bedroom Thank you. Areas. Got you. So they were they remained ruined until he restored them, or? Well, I think the point is is that those incredibly ugly mirrors, people keep restoring them. Well, some say a mirror is a gateway to the soul. Was that the eye? One of those. So and I would like to go them? back. Yeah, we just destroyed them. That was not my intent. It's the thought that counts. Okay. So the, the thing is gone. If we correlate all the information, if they don't try to get one of us to restore or whatever's going on in the mirrors, maybe it's going to try drawing someone else. Well, There's another all victim. the more reason that we should get a move on. But I, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm actually agreeing with you. I want to go back to the house. So call that team house. Who's team library? East, you're going to lead team library. You're going to, you're going to, you know, take charge in that. Who wants to go back to the house? Well, I'm team house because. Okay. So Fox and, and Hermes going back to the house. Jackie and Lake, what are you doing? Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely want to look into some stuff here. I'm, I'm rereading re re through what we have to try to point out some things that we can try to fill in. So I guess I'll be team library. Uh, safety in numbers, so I'll, I'll go to the house, even if it is daytime. Okay. We got a plan. All right. Start the montage. Reading the articles. Opening uh, cabinets. Who's, who's going to the house? Um, we'll start with you for just a moment. Um, okay. you, guys, you have such a mischievous grin on your face, but <laughs> I, I like I like uh, leading you in directions. Um, all right. Okay. So as you park the car, um, you can all do, well, you don't need spot hittens. You guys look up at the door and there's a note on the front door. Um, Interesting. Looks like a piece of paper has been tacked to the front door uh, and it's uh, pink pink yeah the house has been fired um well as you walk up to it you look and it's a notice uh from the local bank uh that the house is being foreclosed on it's going to be put up for sale ah shit on a shingle it's well not good. 
If need be, Delta Green could always buy the house. So I don't think we have to worry about, oh no, the bank's going to come in and then Jane and John Smith taxpayer are going to move in all over. It's going to start all over again. No, we'll just anonymous buyer buys a house twice what the bank wants. Problem solved with that. Let's go on. All right. Um, uh, Agent East, what were you going to do? Start looking for photos of this damn house and the people oh. that live there. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking if through obituaries. Pictures of this house. If there are weird things showing up in pictures, you know, people, the trade magazines came through and took pictures trying to sell this. Realtors have taken pictures trying to sell this place. If there are weird things in any of these photos that I can find, yeah, I'm looking for photographs. All right. Um, so you spend a couple of hours looking through obituaries and other records, and you're able to find quite a few uh, photographs, including one of little uh, Anthony Toole, Toole, I don't know how his last name is pronounced. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the little boy, but you've got the picture. You've made some yes. copies. Um, uh, you find actually a picture of Mrs. Wheeler uh, at a social club um, uh, in the years following. So during during the the, uh, the years following, uh, you don't see any old Italian woman. Um, you find a picture of uh, Mr. Crease uh, and and a few of the others. So you can confirm with everybody about the sightings that they've seen. Okay. Uh, and what you bring that back. That's supposed um, to go to everybody. Sorry. Agent Lake. Uh, you go to the library and start looking through. Yeah. Uh, you're 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 focusing on the Wheeler era, right? So um, the this Meadowbrook was fairly small. Um, so you're looking for local events that took place that might tie in in some way or another. Uh, let's see. Uh, especially around uh, 1926. Um, yeah. Uh, you find uh, you find a reference um, to um, Italians, uh, a number of Italians moving into the neighborhood, and that. Um, People aren't really happy about it. Um, following that, there are a few articles that are complaining about the Italians. Uh, you find this article, though, which uh, is, a, uh, I guess it's a fairly strong tie-in. Yeah, you decide. Foreigners attack Mayor's son, November 1937. While strolling innocently with his friends, young and handsome Matthew Herring was assaulted by a gang of Italians near the end of Spooner Street. The leader of the gang, Anthony uh, uh, Di Vitalio, was valiant, valiantly thwarted by Mr. Harrigan and his friends. The police were called and uh, Di Vitalio was taken to city jail by kicking and screaming obscenities and curses in Italian. He was held for a short period and then released 
to Mrs. Isabel Wheeler, who paid his bond. Then you find this. Harrigan Tragedy, December 1937. It is with great sadness we announce the death of Matthew Herring, Herringen. Doctors could not identify the sickness that had plagued the boy for weeks. He just wasted away, said physician Bernard Hummel. Um, or Hummer. I have never seen anything like it, quote. Five other cases have occurred locally at the same time, all related to Matthew in some way. The other five boys, however, uh, have recovered and are expected to completely regain their health by spring. You find another reference to uh, Di Vitello, uh, the name, from uh, 1926. Um, strange Dismissal, uh, May 1926. The Meadowbrook Sanitarium has always been an institution established to help people with their mental problems. It has some of the finest doctors around, but the sanatorium, uh, or sanatorium was surprised to discover that one of its employees, one Adele uh, De Vitalio, was practicing her own variety of mischief on the patients. De, De Vitalio, uh, an immigrant from Italy, was practicing witchcraft in the basement of the facility. One nurse said she caught De Vitalio slaughtering a cat and drinking its blood. Others claimed she used foul language and exhibited low morality, uh, low morality much of the time. She was dismissed from her institution for improper behavior. It is hoped that she will return to her own country. Oh, what was the year that uh, Wheeler got miraculously better? Was that 1926? That's correct. Okay. June 1926 is when she reappeared in the public. So I, if this, if this witch see finds a patient that lives all alone and she's being threatened to be deported and wants to stick around and has some kind of ability to psychically influence people, what if she just took over Wheeler's form? I have a because why would Wheeler bail out the Italian kid, and why do I hear Hermes all the way across the city? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to ask a, just a meta game question. Are you guys able to call us to tell us that? Tell the house nope. team or no? No, not the moment. <laughs> we'll tell you later. Um, okay. Patient Lake, do one last luck roll. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, uh, it's a forty-four. Very nice. All right. All right. Um. You're sort of, you know, at this point, you're kind of suspecting a few things. So you start looking for any odd uh, articles uh, through the years and uh, don't find too much, but you eventually find this. Animal disappearances continue. April 1954. Meadowbrook does not seem to be an area for pets. Something is stalking our streets. Every year, at least a dozen animals, usually dogs and cats, go missing. Those carcasses that are found are always badly mutilated as if some animal had killed them. However, no wild animals have been seen in the area. Some offer the scientific explanation that statistically such accidents are not uncommon, while others suggest a lunatic living in our mists. Earlier reports of this phenomenon go back to around 1940 and have continued to backle the locals, uh, the locals as well as the law enforcement for 14 years. So, uh, yeah, 1940, 1954. It might not be related, but then again, it might. It might. 
Well, I mean, unless there's recent, I mean, the problem is I'm sure we're going to find plenty of reports of animal disappearances. Right. Um, I will take note of all this and, you know, maybe make a couple Xeroxes of the of the stuff to show all the others later when we meet back up, but I'm not going to send anything over the airways. All right. Um, all right. So the other three, you guys are at the house. What do you want to do? Um, I'm having previously discussed it with East. I'm going to set up the recording equipment he purchased okay. for his, his instructions. Okay. Um, where would you like to do that? It's, um, it's Hermes, like Hermes, Jockey, and Fox that are at the yeah. house? Okay. Um, well, okay. Um, we'll just say that, uh, master bedroom. Okay. I believe it was the den where it was the handprints, the wet handprints on the mirror. No, that's in the foyer. Okay. Excuse me. The foyer. Okay. And mm, I want to say the kitchen. Okay. Put something up in the kitchen. All right. So you've set those things up. You guys are, I'll just say at the moment, you guys are all in the den. And then I'm just going to, you know, turn the guys and be like, let's go through stuff again. Um, if, Look for anything that's kind of. I know everything in here is an antique, but maybe something with, I don't know, writing or something scrawled on it. Um, uh, no, to, make, to to be clear, most of this stuff now is not antique. It's uh, it's like Persian style furniture. Uh, I thought you most started likely to Isabella. Do I thought you started to do that and then reverse course. Yeah. Okay, agreeing with me there. <laughs> I'm gonna go back into the dining room and just really uh, start going through things. But what I'm looking for is is where trying to find a point where Isabella is setting up her stuff, and then she stops. And what's one of the first things she does setting up the old stuff? Okay. Um. Do an intelligence roll. All right. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm off by one point. Can you spend luck in this game? No. Okay. Um, well, as you're going through her stuff, it, it does suddenly dawn on you that um, Yamela was in the house uh, from uh, 2002 to uh, 2004. Yes. Um, but then uh, she died and Donnelly purchased the house and he was in it for almost a year. So this looks like it might have been her stuff that he collected and stuck into a box and was going to get rid of it or... So it wasn't her who packed it up. It right. Was... It okay. was probably Donnelly who packed it up. And he, and then, then he left a few pieces of furniture 
but nothing in here seems like it would be original to the house. Okay. All right. Well, we were, we were told in a previous session that it looked like she was packing up, but I, I can see where it's actually Donnelly doing Actually, it. you said that and I didn't correct you. Because <laughs> I don't correct people <laughs> when they say things. I see how it is. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, you're technically correct. The best kind of correct. Okay. Um, photo albums. No. No? Just, just not a shutter bug, huh? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to give you maybe there's a little photo album. Um, it shows a, a young woman of obviously, um, actually, I don't think she was Persian. She was United Arab Emirates. Uh, United Arab Emirates. Um, uh, dressed in fairly modern clothes. So she's not exactly sure. a traditional uh, Muslim woman. Uh, but she seems very delighted with the house. And well, then, she was enamored with it, even just by right. driving by. And then, and then no more photos. I mean, the photos just stop. And there's probably pictures of her family and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I'm going to then look in the places that we didn't. And, and uh, you know, uh, Fox and Jack, if you have any ideas, but I'm thinking, like, look behind that armoire that's behind the wall. What's on the underside of the dining room table? I mean, just... Okay. Peek in the All corners. Right. So you're doing that. Uh, Fox, what are you doing? Um, I'm sticking close to Hermes because I don't think I should be alone. Even though I am, I still... You're freaked out. I, wa I want to explore and I want to keep doing random, my random experiments like I did with Thing, but I'm also worried I might kill myself. <laughs> you're, so. you're, you're freaked out. Uh, Jockey, what are you doing? Um, Tommy asked me to roll a par roll. I rolled 100. Okay. Yeah, and I rolled a 7. So I don't know, that, I don't know if that changes what I can do. It's, 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 it's for later. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, I follow, I follow in suit with the gentleman. All right. Um, so we'll say Hermes is taking the lead and uh, Fox is practically um, on his back. Because breathing he's down nervous. his neck, and then you're you're right little behind. Room, little that. room, little room, please. Um, jockey, uh, as uh, Hermes is uh, checking the underside of tables and um, looking through things and trying to make sure, and uh, Agent Fox is standing there looking around nervously, nervous is nervously. You suddenly get the impression that something, someone small has just come up beside you and is sort of leaning on you just a little bit and your hand is at your side and it suddenly feels like someone cold and wet, a little tiny hand has taken your hand and is holding your hand. Um, what, how do you want to react? Oops, you're, you're muted. Sorry. Uh, heart palpitations and my breathing goes unsteady. Okay. And I just look down to my hand. There's nothing there, but you can definitely feel what feels like a little child holding your hand. Um, you I, can do a sanity roll if you want to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nothing seems to be doing anything dangerous. It's just... No, past. Uh, 
what I was actually going to do was I was going to take the little out of my blazer pocket, the little, what's it called? The paper mache airplane. Okay. The, the oh. a balsa wood airplane. Balsa wood. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, even though I can't see anything, Jockey's going to, with his free hand, sort of try and place it in his other hand. Bring it down. Yeah. All right. Um, for just a moment, uh, you let go of the, the airplane and it hovers there in the air. And then it suddenly sails off across the room and you don't feel anything holding your hand any longer. I know it's scary, but that's actually quite sad. <laughs> do, a, do a listen rule. Yeah. I, I passed the sanity, by the way. And yeah, I passed the lesson rule as well. Yeah, you think you can hear a, a kid giggling in the other room. Probably the bedroom where um, with the kids' wallpaper. I'll, if the two other fellows are walking ahead of me, I'll slink off to the back and follow the sound. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to go to the room? Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. Okay. All right. So you, you walk across the den and into the hallway and uh, you look into the room and when you do, the little boy is standing in the middle of the room. Uh, like I say, he's blue, his skin, and he's dripping wet. And he's looking up at you as you walk in the, in the room. And he says, what are you doing in my house? We're trying to find out what's keeping you here. Don't you want to be free? He doesn't respond. And the more you look at him, the more he almost seems frozen in time, like almost like a just a, a still picture floating in the air. And you blink your eyes and he's gone. But there's a puddle of water on the floor where he was standing. You can do a sanity roll. <laughs> So gross. Uh, that one I failed. All right. Uh, do a 1d4. Uh, that is two points of sound damage. All right. Um, Hermes, you don't really find anything unusual. Um, uh, but you do notice... Do a spot hidden for me, or what is it? A, a, a perception, a, a awareness. Sure, I will do that. I am just not. Mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, awareness. If, if it's passive, searching. If it's searching, <laughs> it's active. I, I'm. That was a seventy-eight. That that can't be. Mm. Uh, Agent Fox, why don't you do one too? Because you're doing actually more observing. Oh, what is, oh my god, this is the second 77 in a row, because that was my power roll, and that is, so that's a... You're staring go. intently at the back of Agent Hermes's head. 
at the one at a one strand of hair that is just poking out <laughs> like it's a long bit of hair. What? <laughs> All right, so Agent Hermes, you kind of crawl around for a bit, and then uh, you get up. I mean, there's nothing in the dining room that you haven't already looked at quite, quite a lot. Okay. Uh, um, were you going to go somewhere else in the house? Master bedroom. Oh, you're going to go back in the master bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'm not going to meditate and say no. I'm bedroom. not, even though you agent. Agent uh, Fox, are you going to follow him back into the master Fox. bedroom? Fox is staying outside of the master bedroom. Bring it on. So Hermes walks into the master bedroom all alone. Uh, there is still the shattered mirror. There's two shattered mirrors. So imagine, if you will, there's three mirrors that make up that whole wall. One of them you've broken. There's half of it lying on the floor. The other one's got a big smash mark in the middle of it and you know, spider webs sort of like uh, cracks in it going out from there. And the middle one's still intact. There wouldn't happen to be a broom somewhere, would there? Um, yes, there probably is. Maybe in the garage or... Uh... I'm going to fetch the broom, just sweep the glass. Okay. I mean, just into a pile. I... I'm not throwing it away. Just... I, mean, I don't think it's a good idea that you should be in there. I think we should avoid... I just want to check out the bed. But... We we smashed the the glass. What if whatever it is is angry and it's daytime? So who knows? Hermes, you're gonna go out to the garage to get the broom. Yes, uh, I'm okay. gonna get the broom. Um, you open up the garage door. I mean the the door to the garage, to the garage. from the inside, yes, yes. Uh, and you flip on the light, and uh, you can see the broom and and other things there. And as you do, um, you you hear a noise from over your head up in the rafters. The rafters. And you're you're pretty sure for a moment that there is um, a bird or maybe maybe something else up there flopping around. You remember the the bird that came out of the chimney, the chimney but that went out the front door. Maybe there's another bird or a bird's nest or you don't really see any way for it to get in the garage is newer than most of the rest of the house sure um but you're you're pretty sure something's flopping around up there that you can't quite see put a pin in that okay all right so you you leave there and you go into the room we'll see you found a dustpan in a broom okay you want to clean up the, the mirror. I just okay. want to put the glass in a pile in the corner of the room so people don't step on it. Okay. You got to right. be safe when you're, you know, examining a house that's trying to kill you. All right. That's easy enough. Um, do a power roll. Okay. Let's try that. Nope. That's a failure. Right. That's a failure. The dice are right. with me tonight. So there are a number of large pieces of glass. Um, and then there are lots and lots of little pieces that you've, you've done it. Well, um, little ones. You're, you're, you're sweeping it all into the glass and you're making a pile. And the pile of mirrors is maybe, oh, five inches high um, sure. with the big pieces sort of on the thing. And as you look at the pile of mirrors... 
you see your own reflection a couple of dozen times looking back at you and you notice a woman standing behind you uh, she's dressed in what would be something comparable to the 1920s but for a lady not like a flapper but like a an lady elegant lady a lady an elegant lady and she's standing there and she's smiling at you and that's where we will break for tonight oh i just want to add, i just want to say mrs wheeler oh do that next time <laughs> oh right that was amazing that was great no, our players, think. our players included John Dos Passos, uh, Howard Freeze, Morgan Llewellyn, Mark Anthony, and Josh Harwood, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.